Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi, it's Jeanette here. If you're enjoying Brave, Bold, Brilliant, I'd love it if you'd subscribe, share with your friends and leave a five-star review. Let's do it. Here's the show. Hey, hey, hey. So last week, Burberry announced results um, in terms of their year end. Now, they made a profit of £1.35 billion. And that meant their revenue was actually up by 11% year on year. So when I saw the results, I thought, wow, okay, God, pretty decent results. But importantly, what does that mean for your business, how you might look at things? I'm a massive believer that we can learn so much from other people, other people's businesses, different sectors, different brands, etc. And actually how we can apply that to our own businesses can often give us inspiration for growth and scaling up. So the Burberry results were pretty strong, given the backdrop of the economic climate that we're facing right now. And as I say, you know, they actually, um, their revenue was up 11% to £1.35 billion, which was higher than the projections of £1.32 billion. And in terms of their profitability, they made net operating profit of £263 million versus the £230 million that was expected. So, Better results from Burberry than we originally thought. So, and also within that, what it showed was that within stores in the Europe, Middle East and Africa region, their sales were up by 34%. So again, you know, as I say, what does all of this mean for you, your business, et cetera? You might say, hey, God, I've got nothing to do with luxury brands, but we can learn so much from each other, can't we? So for me, the takeouts were these really, the conclusions was, resilience of the luxury market in not necessarily recession proof but nonetheless actually in a much better position to probably absorb those sort of shocks that can come if you're at the lower end of the market so that was one takeaway for me the second point was around they seem to have actually dodged the cost of living crisis that everyone is feeling now there may well be a bit of a lead and a lag here but nonetheless you know, having a brand as strong as Burberry and with the product offering they have, I'm not saying it's recession proof, but certainly their results would indicate that they're doing pretty well, given the backdrop that we're all facing. So the strength of the brand. Now, whether you are a consumer of Burberry or not, actually, most people will have heard of Burberry and in particular, their iconic check print that you often see across a lot of their clothing items, handbags, etc. So having a strong, powerful brand can really make a difference in terms of customers staying with you and being loyal to your product or service that you're offering. And, you know, and at the end of the day, when you are in that very much me too space, it can be difficult to compete because if your product is the same as everybody else's, then you're in a bit of a tricky scenario because very often that can mean that you're competing on price. So as I said, strong results from Burberry, 
Now, just a few things for you to consider. You know, what does this mean for your business if you're a business owner? What does it mean for you if you're in a job, maybe running a department for an organization? Uh, well, actually, I thought it's just prompt some key questions, really, more than anything. So I'm going to throw these at you um, and, you know, maybe make a note of them, actually, and just challenge yourself. Could be an opportunity to even bring your team together to say, hey, listen, you know, these results are out. You might think it's not related to our sector, our business at all, but actually it's prompted some thoughts. So this is why these things are quite important, I think, to compare, contrast, because we can learn so much and it makes us challenge our thinking in order to be better and ideally to scale up. So first question I, I would really ask you to ask yourselves is, you know, how strong is your brand? Are you well known in your marketplace? Now, you don't have to be necessarily a massive global brand like Burberry. It might be that you have, you know, a, a little local store on the high street where you live. You know, that's also your name above the door, maybe. It might be that you have a very localized brand that's well known. So when we talk about brand awareness, often we think of big businesses, don't we? Microsoft, Apple, all of, you know, all of these, Nike, etc. But the reality is that, you know, most businesses and pretty much all businesses have some form of a brand, even if you don't realize you do. So, you know, on the back of the Burberry results with a strong brand in its sector, what does that mean for your brand? Is your brand strong enough? Do you think you actually have a brand? Is your personal brand, i.e., if it is your name above the door, what does that say about your business? You know, if you think about a, a business like Jo Malone, perfume, you know, Jo Malone started that business from her, you know, from her kitchen and essentially grew it into a global brand, but it's her name above the door. Uh, so, you know, just if it is your name on your business, that doesn't mean to say that's a bad thing. It could be a great thing as well. And you can still scale up and sell, as we can see from Joe Malone. So how strong is your brand? The second question that really reading the Burberry results prompted for me was around, you know, what's your product offering? Is it unique enough? Now, you know, Burberry offer a whole range of products to their customers globally. Know, you know, whether that's clothing, whether it's handbags, which I'm a particular fan of, I must admit, um, you know, but they offer a range of offerings, which means that, yes, they have the consistency of the brand that brings all of that together. But they also are able to diversify their earnings within their sector because they have clothing, they have handbags, they have shoes, you know, they have jewelry, they have accessories, etc. So you can see where I'm going here. So with your business, yes, niche down, because you want to not be all things to all men. But do you have enough of an offering that allows you to reach a broader customer segment? So again, this is food for thought. You know, is it unique enough? And, you know, diversification is really important, but so is differentiation. Differentiation. I put my teeth back in. So, is your offering unique and different? Because if it's unique and different, well, then the chances are you're able to charge a price point that maybe your competitors aren't able to do because you offer something unique and different. So, again, what's your offering? What's your product offering? And is it unique and different enough? OK, let's go on to locations. Now, in the Burberry results, what they actually revealed was that for the last financial year in Asia, their sales were up 4%. In the US, they were down by 3%. But here's the thing. 
the forward booking position in the US is actually up by 30%. Okay, so what does that tell you? Well, if you think about geographical spread, again, you might not be a global business, and that's absolutely fine. But, you know, in your local area or in the adjacent areas that you operate, you know, do you have a presence outside of just maybe where you started the business? Is that something that you might want to consider for the future growing geographically, which not only expands your you know, catchment area, your target market, et cetera, but can also help with that diversification of earnings point that we mentioned before? Because if you're not just relying on one market or one area then it allows you you know to sort of protect your risk a little bit in particular during difficult times you know and then the final point that really prompted to me whenever you go into a Burberry store the attention to detail the way they treat you as a customer you, know, you do feel special now of course they want to make the sale don't they you know that's why they're being nice to you and they might give you a nice glass of champagne etc but you get my point is that you know the whole experience in that retail environment is exactly that it is an experience it's not just a transaction so you know think about that in the context of your own business you know if you're a, in particular if you're a service business if you're in retail or you know you're providing any form of service to your customers how are you doing that do you actually know your customers? Do you know them inside out? Or could you actually do with finding out a little bit more about them, what their needs and wants are, what their aspirations are, where do they live, what kind of car do they drive? All of that kind of sort of profiling that allows you to understand your customers can be incredibly useful. So as I say, the Burberry, result, Burberry results were really strong last week. But more than that, it allowed me to have a good think about my businesses and also about the businesses that I've run in the past um, as to some of these key strategic drivers of performance, financial performance, customer performance, but also potential growth. So I'm just going to recap very quickly. So the Burberry results were strong. Revenue was up by 11% at £1.35 billion versus an expectation of one. 0.32 billion. Their profit, their net operating profit was 263 million versus an expectation of 260 million. And in those Europe, Middle East and Africa regions, their store sales, the in-store sales were 34% up compared to COVID lockdown. Um, now, there were other insights in there as well. But just in terms of the implications for your business and questions you might want to actually ask yourself and challenge you know yourself and your teams with is you know how strong is your own brand Burberry is a very strong brand how strong is your brand number two what's your product product offering number three is that actually differentiated enough or are you just the same as everyone else in your market how are you creating standout for your business Point number four, do you have a diversified offering that is not only going to allow you to protect your earnings if one area is down, then the others could compensate, but also allow you to potentially reach a broader target market? Number five, what about the locations that you're actually in, whether you're a local business or a global business? You know, do you just want to niche down into one region, one area, one local town? Or could you actually expand outside of that, not only to diversify your earnings, but also to be able to you know, grow the business and scale the business? And the final point, point number six, what about the service offering? How are you treating your customers? Do you know them well enough? So as I say, lots of food for thought for you. But I just thought it was interesting to see how the Burberry results have come out and actually how even a brand 
which is, you know, in that luxury segment, you can still use the learnings from that to apply to whichever business or service that you're in. And even if you're a business owner or you're in a job working for another organization. So there we are. I thought I'd share that. Hope it's helpful. Hope it's useful. And um, yeah, just remember, you know, whatever you're doing today is by being brave and bold that you can unlock your brilliance. So take care, everyone. Have a wonderful rest of the day and I will see you when the weather breaks. Bye now. I really hope you've enjoyed Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Don't forget to subscribe and share with all your friends. And if you've enjoyed listening, I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star review.